Hooray! More depressing news as the German town votes for a fascist for the first time in a while. If only we'd done a bit more liberal pontificating about reunification. The rise of Nazism will certainly help encourage the immigrants that German businesses need so much. Meanwhile, German lawyers prosecute Iranian judges and Russian generals. Lucky we have a soothing whiskey and ginger. Phew! Another episode of Megan's Megacan. I'm Megan. I'm here in Berlin. I'm with ex Berliner Magazine and Conrad Werner. Hello, Conrad. Hello. It's been a while since we've done that, done this. Yeah, I know. We leave it too long, I think. Well, we do like. Well, we've, know, we've been busy. Yeah, things just You've keep happening. You've been busy. Life. Life gets in the way. But hopefully, people are still listening. We very much appreciate it. Yeah. Hi, things with you. Oh, you know. All right. Getting along. Trying not to think about. The, um, the state of the world just to, if you, it helps if you've got a garden I mean it helps if you've got something to tend I, I do think so <laughs> yes I reside at my little garden yeah. at the weekend and uh, it's doing okay despite the fact that either they're being baked alive in the earth or pummeled with torrential rain <laughs> but is, uh, plants are okay it a bit does, flat it does the soul good mm. to tend to uh greenery it does it does everyone get a little plant or something <laughs> honestly house plants have changed 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 my my relationship to my apartment hmm. anyway anyway gonna need some booze today because yeah, yeah once again i always think that when we record on a monday as opposed to the usual friday there's like a level of seriousness to it i mean it's all serious but maybe friday actually brings more levity Whereas yeah. on Monday, there's no, there's nothing to paper over the cracks. But no. we do have some mega hands. Um, I just got ginger today. Oh, good. There was actually some new ones, and we can try them next time. But they were only 250 mils. And <laughs> I was catching up with the news before I got here. Because sometimes yeah. I like to think maybe I could be a little informed. Mm. And we've got some fascists in actual par. Yeah. So I was like, 250 mils is just <laughs> okay. not going to fucking cut it. So, yeah, cheers. Cheers. Cheers to that. And also too. ginger, good for nausea, and I am sick to my stomach with this. Okay. Ooh, lovely. Oh, it's so Ooh, good, JD and ginger. Makes me feel better already. I don't know. Thank God. <laughs> All right. Okay. So do you want to take over this story since you've been reading about Oof, it? Sort of. Um, you're talking about the the... Landkreis Sonneberg in yeah, so Thüringen. Yeah, it was a big to-do in, in Germany because yesterday there was a runoff vote in one of the uh, con- constituencies. What is a Landkreis? Like a... It's a local district council. Yes, yeah. And a council election in Thüringen, which is in the former East Germany. And the candidate there... There were two candidates in the runoff. One was for the AfD and one was for the CDU. And despite there being this big call from all the other parties being like, for the love of God, everybody go and vote, <laughs> go out and vote and vote for the CDU candidate. The AfD lad, something Cecilman, what's his name? Richard Cecilman? Robert. Robert Cecilman. Won with 53% of the vote. And... Apparently, like, the participation 
rate was really high for 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 this type of election. It was like almost sixty percent. Mm. It's not good, is it? It's um no. Yeah, it's a it's a small population. Fifty four thousand people live there, mm. and it is. We should point out just a council election. It's not a state election, and uh, so not fucking his, yet. His powers are rather limited, even though. I gather his campaign was very much based on national issues. So he was like all anti-immigration and anti-climate protection measures. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. He was like, no windmills or like against windmills for diesel. Yeah. Close the borders. Save women from Islam. All of which, I mean, as, as a local councillor, you don't really have a lot of power to do those things. <laughs> I don't I mean, think it's, more like, <laughs> it's, more, it's more like you can decide. Have the ear of Islam, no. <laughs> you can, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can stop the cycle paths, probably. Possibly. 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 I mean, yeah. you do that kind of thing. Which, in fact, that has been a story in Berlin. Have you heard about this? Just to sidetrack you. Yeah. What have they done now? What? Well, we have a CDU mayor now, and one of the things the CDU has, the first things they've done is stop all future cycle path infrastructure in Berlin. They've stopped all the all the ongoing cycle paths and uh, are to be stopped immediately, which is a kind of a... Um, That's a very, very odd decision. Well, it's like their big thing, isn't it? They just love cars. Well, build more... What? Well, anyway, so go on. Uh, I didn't want to interrupt you. I, I just sort of got a bit I just don't know this country. So yeah. So AFD and this is um this is in a time when the AFD is is in fact being investigated and under mm-hmm. surveillance by the what's in German called the Office for the Protection of the Constitution. Yes, for Fassungsschutz. <laughs> Actually sounds quite sexy. <laughs> yeah, in Turingen as well, not just mm. on a national level from what I understand but also in Turingen, yeah. Thuringia to give it yeah. its Lord of the Rings name. Do you want to know what the Office for the Protection of the Constitution does? <laughs> <laughs> yes, why not? Keep they're, they're often called the Domestic Intelligence Agency. They're supposed to keep tabs on political yeah. extremists and any any group that is considered a, mm-hmm. a threat to Germany's democratic order is often is often under surveillance. And they then they bring out a report every year. They brought out their annual report a couple of weeks ago. And then in that they say, you know, they count up how many far-right extremists that they've found and how many left-wing extremists and how many Islamic extremists they've found. And then they, they say, and, we, and, and then they have a number of how many of these are gewalt-orientiert, <laughs> orientated around violence. Yes. <laughs> and so there's like a certain number of, of however many people of all these different groups. Okay. So, so that's what they do. And yeah, and the AFD has been like a, a Verdachtsfall for a long time, mm-hmm. and they an- announced that they were going to put them into like the higher up su- level of surveillance so that they can track their phone calls and everything. Which was uh, they announced this last year sometime, and that is now subject to of a court case. Like the AFD has has, has, has sued, has, has, has appealed against this decision, and now it's like going through the courts about whether or not the they they can do that anyway. But yeah. So we are talking about a party which does have bona fide fascists in it, according to the German state and um, according to the law as well. There was, um, there was, there was you know, uh, Björn Höcker, we've talked about him for a while. Yeah. There was a, um, a famous court decision a few, a couple of years ago that said it yeah. was legal to call him a fascist. Yeah. 
he um, sort of did a libel suit yeah. or like defamation yeah. thing and they were like no actually you can be called a fascist yeah and this is the thing and i think because everyone now likes to be like well well technically they're not actually a fascist party because whatever and they they but i was listening to an interesting podcast about some man who studies fascism at a UK university. And he was like, well, there's two kind of ways in which you can use the word fascist. One is ones whose politics are calling for like a new world order, that kind of thing, hmm. which would be your fascist on a technical, technical level. But then there's also now the colloquial way in which we use it, which is also kind of valid when we want to refer to populism to exactly this kind of party. I don't know. I was trying to think about what is enraging me about this at the moment. And I think I listened to it on like Deutschlandfunk, which would be BBC radio, I guess. Then also the coverage of it on the Tagesschau, which is a big TV channel. Also, I guess it would be like the BBC. Yes, yeah, like BBC TV news, yeah. news at 10. And then also the opinion piece in the Tats, which is kind of kind of a mainstream, like well-established sort of news outlet but very much left wing and i swear to god there was more time in all of this talking about how this was like really a lesson for the cdu that we need to learn they need to learn from this because people are voting because they are like unhappy with the government they're unhappy with the history of like how east germany has been reintegrated into the whole of germany and all of that kind of shit show which was a shit like it was fucking poorly handled but also there's this gaping hole where we all need to be screaming people are voting for fascists and like actually interrogating this and interrogating these politicians i listen to and it's like all this same people are like oh well people in east germany don't want to be talked about and and don't want to be you know they want to feel like they're a part of germany but then all we do is kind of leave them out of the thing as if they're children who don't know what they're doing and talk about how people are pissed off with the cdu and it's like no they're choosing it it's really odd like and i just feel like we're letting Two things happen, like we let these people, these voters and the very dodgy people that they're voting for off the hook when our job in, in media is to be like, hey, what's going on, people of fucking Sonnebeck? What's, what's your deal? And everyone's like too afraid to be, you know. And the other thing is then we normalize it because people can say, oh, well, I'm voting for the AFD as a protest vote. If someone won the first election and then you turn out in massive numbers in their runoffs, that's not a fucking protest vote. No. Like, it's a vote that is voting people into power and the AFD are now the most popular party in several states, particularly in the former East. And I just... The end of this fucking interview on the Deutschlandfunk with a guy that's been, like, in the the Landkreis parliament in another little Landkreis in Tullingen... And the journalist was like, oh, well, will you work with Sesselman? Na klar. And it was like this, I'm a professional and I don't know this man. And But if he's klug, if he's smart and anspruchsvoll, so like, if he's got high standards, then, you know, of course. What? The man's just been voted in on a fucking fascist platform and you're saying, oh, well, I don't really know about him. Fucking find out. And then start saying things like, I'm absolutely disgusted that this man gets to go around saying this kind of stuff. This is what happened. It's literally what happened before. 
And then everyone's going to be like, oh, well, we didn't really know that they were that bad. We were unhappy with the Treaty of Versailles. Fine, be pissed off. It sucked. Hmm. It was probably a bad idea done by fucking imperialists out for vengeance. I don't think those were good boys either on the other side of the First World War. That was a disaster. But we're not asking the questions of like, okay, when the going gets not even that tough. Like, apparently things are not even that bad in Sonnenberg, but we're all just like, oh, well, I guess it's just fascism again. Like, oh. Yeah. It's like fucking windmills. Too many windmills. Let's vote for fascists. Exactly. (laughs) I'm annoyed that there's a war. Let's vote for the people who agree with that war. Like, it's demented logic. And then we all have these hand-wringing arguments about like oh well is it the gendering thing in the german language and i think people are pissed off with the culture war no it's not about the issues it's about fascism and we are like populism whatever like this swing it happens the same every time it doesn't fucking matter whether it's the treaty of versailles or or the reunification of germany the hmm. same stuff is happening and we talk about it as if it hasn't happened before and if it's not the same thing and we don't ask difficult questions like why when the going even gets a little bit tough, do we allow this to happen? Yeah, I agree. Sorry, that was a real <laughs> rant. I feel I actually. I don't, I don't know what to say. I mean, I, feel I don't better know. Now. I wish I had a. I wish I could um, console you in some way, but I don't know if I have any answers. Yeah. I mean, there is like, what are you going to do? I mean, yeah. people vote for them, so what are you going to do? You have to. Yeah. You have to sort of. But. This is the interesting thing. They have to offer a solution. I mean, the C, right, because mm. you were talking about the CDU, and there are like, there is like a, a, a bit of an infight in the CDU about, you know, how to deal with this. Whereas, like, whereas Mertz is much more, he's much more of the populist side. And then the, 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 there are other figures in the CDU who are much more, well, we have to, you know, be professional about this and we have to kind of present ourselves as a party of government that can do things in a sensible way like a man like a managerial government and um our old friend marcus zerdo is is um in the middle of this debate now because he's got an election coming up uh, in in uh, in bavaria mm-hmm. and he's also like he's often come up he, he's often like a politician who's who's uh, in the past said things that sound like he's trying to get afd voters back on side you know and that was but it, uh, but I think he has realised that that isn't working. Also, he's under mm. kind of slightly different pressure because the AFD isn't that strong in Bavaria. Yeah, for it's whole, a bit of a different. It's a bit different thing. So he doesn't he he doesn't mind that much. But but Friedrich Merz, he one of the things he said when he became leader of the CDU is, I want to halve the AFD's um, results, election results, you know, by the next election. That was her th- his thing. So he's trying to, but it's not worked because in fact it's the AFD's election results, if there was an election tomorrow, would be double as what what they are what they were last time. They got about ten percent, and now they're on about twenty percent nationally. And um, so, whatever Mertz is doing is not working. And yeah, so there is like a. But I also think that that's the there. more you say things like, "We want to win over those reasonable voters," whatever. I'm not talking about like maybe I am like. You are handing people, and I think this is where like other parties and politicians, people are not voting in a vacuum. They're voting after reading the newspapers, they're listening to radio, and all of this narrative of, well, it's a protest vote, and if there weren't these culture wars and everything, 
I'm not saying obviously you have to report on that, but there also has to be this question of like, but that's still not any reason. Like you said, just because you don't like windmills. Yeah. Why are you going to vote for basically the Nazi party take two? <laughs> I know. Because it's, it's not as if it's not as if there are too many windmills. I mean, it's not as if the, you know. Barely I don't know. enough. <laughs> but this is the thing. And I think we're sort of, it's the short sightedness of it that just really rankles mm. and sticks in my crawl. And then no one wants to take any fucking responsibility for anything. There are a couple of, the, the, what is worrying a lot of people is that there are these um, elections coming up in the in the states where the AFD is strong at the moment, um, especially Brandenburg, Thuringen and Saxony, they all, mm. they all have um, state elections coming up, but only next year, like a, a year in the next September, October, so who knows, anything could happen by then. But um, <laughs> at the moment, in all those three states, the AFD are like, Either first or second in the um, in the strength, yeah. In, in, uh, as the biggest party, I think everyone is so afraid of offending people who are voting for the AfD, particularly those who are trying to curry favor. That were actually like you can be really critical of the AfD and the concept of voting for them without making people feel people in Eastern Germany feel kind of forgotten and absolutely were and were really hard done by by the the reunification but that doesn't mean that then we then just like it's the weirdest thing just like no one is talking like i don't know Hmm. like you you have to be able to be like hey look like what who is this settlement what are his politics i read something today it was like according to the afd website i was like well (laughs) could we like what's his what's his history what's his job like is he anyway anyway we got oh there's there's other news is there good? Is it good? <laughs> well, it, yeah, it is in a way. How about it? <laughs> I'm all ears. So last Friday, the Bundestag passed a new uh, skilled worker immigration law. That sounds good. Um, and it's uh, in. I mean, we've talked about it before, but mm-hmm. uh, this it involves. But now it's actually in the books. It's been voted and it won. And it's uh, it's called. It involves this new opportunity card. It means that you can now come to Germany without, from a non-EU country uh, without having an actual job yet. Uh-huh. That's the basic, that's the main difference. Okay. So you can come here and you can live here for a year and look for a job. And the prerequisite for this is that you have some kind of qualification either a university degree or a vocational craftsman whatever Mm. uh skilled qualification in your own country and then you can come here for a year and then there's like a point system which i I think is similar to what they have in canada Mm -hmm. it's all about this is all about global competition for workforce um which is which is what please come here germans impossible (laughs) by the way oh and there's fucking fascism on their eyes please foreigners come and work for us you can have a card yeah, so that, really that is anything. the big problem. There's the, the there's a massive um, Germany's at a massive disadvantage because of the language, and because of the Nazis, and <laughs> so it's really struggling. <laughs> so, uh, and the thing is, I often end up writing articles about this because it's kind of a popular subject with our readership. <laughs> Sorry, that was just such a level. Germany's at a disadvantage because of the language and because of the Nazis. 
It's like a combination of the case endings <laughs> and the history of genocide. It never, it's just like... Genitive and genocide. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really not making light. I think everyone's clear that we're not making so, light of genocide here, but fucking hell. So that is, um, that makes it difficult for Germany to get um, people to move here. And Germany, like every Western country, has an aging, aging population. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lack of... Like work, like everything. Like I don't know if you've been to the doctor recently, but they're they're all the doctors in Berlin are all um, having to shut down for certain days because they don't have enough nurses and people helping and um, getting yeah. try and try getting an electrician in Berlin. Oh God, I know. I've had no so, uh, electricity in two rooms of my house since the twenty fifth of April. Still don't. Right. Yeah. Uh, so all that kind of chaining, stuff. Chaining uh, extension cords. <laughs> Okay. Which is probably bad, but you know. Yeah. So, so they passed this new law, right. and there was a, a a debate in the parliament about it, and everyone was like, "Well, um, everyone was like, okay, yeah, I see that we need this law, but why do you have to have to bring in, especially like the AFD and the CDU, were going like, why do you have to bring in people who can't speak German? Because that was one of the things that like, they lowered the." the entry level for German on the point system. Mm-hmm. So instead of like, I don't know. All Do you know what it actually, that'd be kind of interesting. So, yeah. Do we know what it is? Because then I can tell you what that means. I can actually use my oh. subject specific competencies. Uh, hang on, I have to Google it quickly. So that if you go, if you Google Chancenkarte Punktesystem. Chancenkarte? That's what it's called. That's an opportunity card. It's also, by the way, this is very. This is the good thing about it. It's also available for asylum seekers who are already here, uh, who even if their asylum cases haven't been decided yet, they can also apply and get this Shonkan card. And that means they can look for. Yeah, they can get a job. I mean, there are lots of people I I spoke to who who have a what's called a duldung. They have, mm-hmm. which is like tolerance status, so they're, they're, they've not been accepted they don't, they're, they're into the asylum system, but they are tolerated, and they are under an obligation to leave the country, but under this new scheme, it, it covers about 100,000 people apparently, Okay. they can um, apply for this card, and then as they're already here, and they probably already have a job, I mean, I spoke to people who are on a duldung who are working in care mm-hmm. homes, so it's actually really important, so... Uh, yeah, so there's this uh, point system. I can't find what the actual thing is. I think it, I want to say. Gosh, it's endlessly long. <laughs> endlessly long articles. Just tell me what we fucking need. No one's going to understand this. Yeah, so. B1. That's still quite high. Is that the new one? Deutsche Sprachkenntnisse etwa auf Niveau B1. So, like, more or less. But that was the level of the debate in the Bundestag. B1 is not quite fully conversational i would say so that's but like enough to function yeah. in non-languagey based and most of the time let's face it i mean i don't know you you can work in germany without speaking german there are quite a lot of jobs yeah. you can do without speaking german yeah if you've ever ordered a drink in Neukölln <laughs> you'll <Yeah>. know that <laughs> yeah <laughs> like a lot of people do not speak german yeah like it's, it's fine Yes. You can still get you can still earn a living. Yeah. Um so anyway, so that's what's that's that is now being decided now. But the and thing it is and it's again so it's not really about the language, but if you're debating stuff in the Bundestag, a little bit like the integration debate, like you can use the word yeah. they don't even speak German. Yeah. 
well then go and tell all the Americans in Neukölln to leave. But that's not who you're talking about, is it? CDU and AFD. Like, you don't care about that. You're talking about a very specific... I mean, there are other criteria. So one of the criteria is, like, if you have some kind of connection to Germany, uh, uh, you know, like, if you have some kind of... You've got friends to stay with. And you have to have enough money to live. They don't even... They don't give you benefits. You've got to live... You've got to be able to pay for your own... Um, upkeep yeah. for a year as well so so it's actually a, quite a watered down immigration law but it's um, it's barely it, anything really but it's um, but anyway so that's that okay um, yeah I don't know how to segue into the other news fine just do it <laughs> what have you been up to this week Conrad other than uh, human rights is an issue yeah <laughs> yeah it is maybe maybe this is just our like Germany, pick a fucking lane <laughs> episode. <laughs> so one of the interesting things that is happening is that um, there was a court case a couple of years ago in Koblenz of, of a someone who was in the Syrian secret police mm-hmm. was prosecuted. Two people were prosecuted for torturing people in Syria during wow. the civil war. Now, they happened to be in Germany and they were caught and they were prosecuted and they were like, you know, they were part of the um, the regime there. And they yeah. and and this was like a bit of a precedent that was set because it's the first time that you can you can prosecute non-German citizens in for crimes that happened outside Germany. Now, Interesting. And this was the German. Yeah, it's called it's something called you, doing this. It wasn't is, like a. Yeah, it's not like the International Criminal Court or okay. the, you know, like okay. the Hague or anything. This is like a, uh, which would be they they're notoriously not as powerful because like you know they, it's uh, it's like you know a lot of people they, if a country just opts out of them then no one they can't get prosecuted. But anyway, so in this case it's called something called universal jurisdiction, uh-huh. and it and it is and apparently of all the European countries, the German law is particularly open to this kind of prosecution. Okay. And in that case, there were two people. They were um, they happened to be in Germany. They posed as you know um, refugees, and then they were caught, and then they were prosecuted. And this is now happening more and more. Now there's a, a group called ECCHR, which is a group of um, human rights lawyers, actually based just around the corner here, and they are uh, prosecuting. They are putting together cases against individuals if they mm-hmm. can identify individuals anywhere in the world for human rights abuses anything like torture human war crimes mm-hmm. and they have taken up the case of <laughs> uh jamshid shamad who is an iranian dissident who was who was abducted in 2020 by the iranian um you know like uh, that this this the, basically the iranian secret service they yeah. they, they, they they he was publishing uh, websites. Mm-hmm. He was like a dissident. He was publishing websites in the US. He was living in the US, but he was okay. also a German citizen. And ah. um, he and yeah, they basically swooped in. He was in Dubai at the time. They swooped in Ooh. and deported him like a few years ago. It's like a, it's a terrible story. And he was then uh, and now he's been in this Iranian prison for two years, and he's under a death sentence, and he's been tortured, and his his daughter gave a press conference in Berlin last week in which they she said that um, she's joined forces with this uh, ECCHR, yeah. these uh, human rights lawyers, and they are, now they are prosecuting and they've named various judges and heads of Iranian uh, secret service as mm-hmm. 
as defendants, those are suspects in this yeah. in this in this case, and yeah. uh, and they've pressed charges and they've sent their uh, this, these charges to the federal prosecutor in Karlsruhe, uh-huh. which is where the federal prosecutor is. Yeah. And because this guy happens to be a German citizen, because he moved to Germany um, when he was young and he became he became a citizen in the nineties, the German prosecutor is obliged to investigate the case. Mm-hmm. And because they've named these judges and these people, they have to like put the the prosecutors uh, um, theoretically anyway. They have to put together a case against them. So and now what could happen theoretically is that if any of these people leave Iran and go to another country, which has they can be taken. They could they could theoretically Germany could put we a could abduct to, back counter <laughs> counter. Well, no, they could, there, there, there are extradition agreements, right? So yeah. They, so the, the the German prosecutor could say to whichever country he goes to, like say Venezuela or somewhere, he goes to Venezuela or Tunisia, and they could say um, we have evidence that this person committed a crime. We have a we have we have an international arrest warrant. Please arrest him and deport him to Germany so he can be prosecuted in a German court. Now that is now all legally possible yeah so this is what these this, this is how this um this, happens so this is what this um group is doing and what is uh what is kind of happening in the, at the moment so that it, it at the very least it, it it forces the german government to pay attention you know and they have mm-hmm. to like apply extra pressure because and, and it also forces the german yeah um judiciary and prosecutors to do something about this so it's um um yeah, it's an interesting case, and it's, and it's kind of um, and it's an interesting thing that happens in that, that is possible in under German law. Yeah, this universal jurisdiction thing that has already happened. So um, we will await developments um, oh, to see if that can happen. Okay. Uh, but it, it, yeah, it kind of like it's kind of it's, it, with all these human rights abuses. You just think, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, you know, it happens in the, you know whatever happens. And it's the same. In fact, the same group is now. Um, Put out a, a court. Uh, um, uh, I'll press charges against members of the Russian military about mm-hmm. over what is happening in Ukraine. Yeah, and so they. The 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 point is that um, it's like another legal means that can be used to apply pressure. You know, mm-hmm. like it's obviously mm-hmm. it's going to be very difficult to get certain Russian generals in the dock in yeah. Germany, uh, but it's a it's an it's another way of making these. Um, cases public and in the case of this Iranian yeah. guy what we do know about is every time he is mentioned in the media this Jamshid Shamid guy um it 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 helps to delay his execution I mean it helps to it helps yeah. to, if he, it does it does make a difference like these people yeah. they don't necessarily want to kill them if they're in the news all the time so um yeah yeah you never know um it's, so it's worthwhile yeah. is the point exactly I, I agree, even if it only seems to be like one case and we don't know the outcome or like you said, there's very little chance of these Russian military personnel being held to any, you know, but like we still have to do those things like mm. meaningfully because it's about like taking a stance, I think, in the world and like being like, no, yeah. this is this is what we're here for. This is this is important. And every little person matters. Yeah. And if you talk to, you know, Iranian people in Berlin, they do care about what Germany thinks and what is mm. happening in German society. And um, Cause there's, and quite, there's um, this, this protest going on now. And, yeah. and, you know, they were suppressed and there's like, there's terrible things happening in Iran. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so, it yeah. matters. 
Anyway, so that's going on. Well, that's good. I mean, not for that per person, but... Uh, <sighs> sorry, that wasn't really a very light story to end on, was it? I mean, it's lighter, <laughs> but that's only because it was preceded by, you know... <laughs> yeah. All the rest. All the rest of it. Oh, God. All right. Well, that's that. That is that. Hot Jamaica can. Mine's delicious. I haven't really eaten very much today, apart from no. those Adnos flips, which I was obsessively munching before we started recording, oh. and which I am going back to as soon as we sign off. Both they do really help mega cans, don't they? They do actually really help. I mean, if all else fails, <sighs> a um, a cocktail in a can does lift your mood. It it does. <laughs> it does. I have to say, like hats off to the news people doing this stone cold sober. Yeah. Maybe that's what they need more of, these people who are reporting. You know, you got to get a bit loosened up. There's a lot of, like, you have to numb yourself to the news if you're, like, I feel I can let it go in, get angry, and then feel better about it a little bit. I don't know. I'm just quite drunk now, so. You know what's coming up in uh, the autumn? Oh, God, is it... Uh, I don't know. What are we running again? We're all going down to march around Nuremberg for the crack. <laughs> Like, uh, the, honestly, I just... I, it's the Bavarian state election. Oh, fuck yeah, we are. <laughs> so what that means is we can um, pay more attention to Marcus Zerda's Instagram account. Mostly. It is a thing of beauty. <laughs> it is the only good thing about that man. Um, apart from uh, his cool masks during Corona times. So he was quite sensible about Corona, but everything else is a disaster. Oh, he drives me crazy. I don't want to hear anything more about him. I don't. When autumn, why? Oh, Conrad. Well, I thought I would cheer you up. He gave, an, he gave a prize to Angela Merkel the other day. It's the Bavarian. It's like a special Bavarian prize. I don't know what it was exactly meant. but <laughs> He is exactly the kind of boomer nightmare that's going to be like, well... I want to honour Angela Merkel and Angela's like fuck you Marcus like I don't just leave me alone no she came and accepted this prize she has to well yeah I suppose so I suppose, yeah. it's polite isn't it yeah exactly <laughs> she, she, I, don't, I don't know what it is like the freedom of Bavaria what it is it means you can have all the Milka you want Freistadtmeyer <laughs> all of the things and all of the yeah. Okay, well, we've got that to look forward to. And then we've got the ones next year, which might end up going to the AF day, in which case... Yeah. Uh, I might be out. You're not going to hang around for dual citizenship? You can speak German and everything now. I, I have done everything. <laughs> what more do I need to be allowed to vote? It's just... <laughs> I Honestly... Yeah, that dual citizenship. Yes, that's good. Let's get that done because then a whole load more different people are going to be able to vote. Mm. We might actually start, you know, can you imagine what they look like when people start falling over themselves to get the migrant vote? Mm. Fucking class. They're going to be like, oh, have this, have that. Yeah. Or they're going to appeal to people's populism because that's all. I don't know. But I would be very excited if I got to go and vote. Oh, it's the European election. You can... Oh, yeah, everyone's like, oh, you can do the European. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Still don't even understand how it works. The EU. Yeah, it's a bit pointless. I we'll think. be out of it anyway if the AFD have their way, so fuck. <laughs> I won't even have that left. There's a lot of sirens today. We apologise for this. Sorry, I'm just continuing to talk because I want to finish my mega cam. Oh, okay. Yeah, I live, on a, I live in a um, 
a kind of slip road for ambulances and mm. fire engines. Yeah, you're quite close to the hospital, aren't you? Yeah, so that kind of happens if I have the windows open. All right, everyone. Uh, anything else to add? <laughs> I mean, we've been talking for ages. We should really be stopping now. I don't All even right, know why we're carrying on sto- talking. I'm sorry, everybody. Sorry that that was the news. <laughs> Particularly sorry to people who are, unlike myself, actually affected by the horrible policies, or not even policies, I don't know, fucking policies, but like rhetoric of fascism. Have a lovely day, everyone. Have a lovely time. It's fine. <laughs> Go have a mega can and get some Agnos flips into you and then you'll be fine. Enjoy the warm summer evenings. Mm. Bye. Bye. <laughs>